0: Hey folks, and welcome to another episode of The Numbers Game. This is the show where we talk about the numbers that everyone pretends to ignore. I'm Colin Gray, and I'm joined, as always, by Matthew.
1: Yeah, This new camera angle, for anyone watching, I <laughs> feel, like I'm, uh, feel like I'm caught in the middle of Uh Is
0: this not convenient I for your just viewing out, pleasure? I might just
1: look straight out the window like nothing. <laughs> um, I would say,
0: don't, don't worry about the camera. Pretend the camera's <laughs> not here. We're having a natural conversation. Yeah. <laughs> okay, uh, yeah, here I am,
1: um, starving. Uh, it's a bit later than we usually oh, record. Yeah, I've held you so. off in age
0: for ages. Wait for uh, one little quick tech tip for everybody. We uh, I was going to record earlier on, but of course the camera battery hadn't been charged from last week. Uh, my fault. So I had to put that on for half an hour and then uh, yeah, wait for that to be ready. So now Matthew's stomach's going to be rumbling the whole way through. Yeah. Because you can't eat before.
1: It's a bit of uh, ambience of the (laughs) episode.
0: Indeed. (laughs) Okay, well, this episode, we're on to episode number six of the numbers game. And this time around, we're through to uh, the story. So we're on to our weekly format now. So I'm pretty excited about this, actually. I want to, um, I've been looking forward to getting towards our you know, our normal weekly format where we just update people on everything that's happened in the last, well not everything, we're going to choose one or two things, the big stuff that's happened in the last week and then go over the lessons of that and then on to the standard data and experiments reporting from there on. So that's us on to the normal format now. As always you can find the show notes at numbersgame.me forward slash what's this episode six zero zero six so numbersgame.me forward slash zero zero six you'll find the show notes there you can tell i'm putting on two zeros at start with the optimistic hope that this will be up at yeah, uh, one zero zero at some point but
1: what about the four figures eh? that, that's
0: true well i'll add on then that's fine <laughs> couldn't worry about that in uh, how many years that would be uh, 20 years yeah weekly so oh, yeah
1: we'll be around gotta play the long game <laughs>
0: okay so let's get to the bulk of the show first up we have the story of the last week at the podcast host so i thought we talked about the fact we'll do something related to a big task you're working on right now isn't it which is a new podcast we're working on
1: yeah i've always been a a bit of a space nerd um (laughs) i know it's a it's a passion of yours as well isn't Uh it you've got a You've got an astrophysics degree, apparently. Aye, Uh, not something I've used exactly uh, a whole lot since I got (laughs) it, but uh, it does exist, yes. Yeah, it's there. (laughs) Um, And it was just an idea I came up with, uh, because uh, listeners might know I've got a bit of an audio drama background. Mm -hmm. Um, I'm very passionate about, like, creating highly produced soundscapes, Mm -hmm. uh, painting pictures in listeners' heads with ambience, sound effects and music, and... um, also, been you know, we're thinking here about a show we could make uh, that could be really, really good. You know, a flagship example yeah, yeah. of what we could do, yeah. and something that we really enjoy as well. And it yeah. was, you know, how you get ideas a lot for podcasts. And what I've learned, I've learned with experience is that when you come up with an idea, just like think about it for a week or two and make sure that you're still excited about it in a couple of weeks, rather than, you know, in the past I might have went and registered the domain name and everything, (laughs) made the Twitter, yeah, yeah, (laughs) coming soon and all this. (laughs) So um, the idea for the podcast was uh, let's explore uh, not just space, although I want to explore different planets in the solar system and beyond, but also places on Earth that humans... Uh, aren't really welcome, yeah, so yeah. We, we might go down a volcano or under the polar ice caps, and yeah, uh, yeah. just uh, take, the, take the listener on a tour of these places. Interview people that um, obviously have the the knowledge required to yeah, describe yeah. and and come up with some sort of fun and interesting facts. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And I thought a good place to start uh, was Saturn's biggest moon, which is called Titan. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's somewhere I've been pretty fascinated with um for for years now and it's uh, a time of recording the the cassini satellite which is up there is about to do its last flyby yeah, yeah. so it's over the, the past 10 years it's been sending these uh, pictures back and it, mm-hmm. it's a very fascinating world uh for a number of reasons so mm-hmm. i thought let's um let's kick off the podcast and do a couple of episodes yeah. about this place uh and then we're kind of thinking about, so who am I actually going to interview here? Yeah, yeah. Um, because I've <laughs> I mean, like, Before we got on to that bit, I just wanted, because there's a couple of good things here um, and you do have
0: some cool news, which is, yeah, we'll get to. But it, related to the whole content marketing piece, I suppose, the audience growth, all that kind of stuff. We, I mean, this has kind of come about because we've got a goal this year to create a show, which is... Ten thousand listeners haven't we yeah yeah um, create one new show at ten thousand listener level which um as you know out there is a it's a really good aim to get to as a podcaster it's not the biggest in the world i mean it, we, we could be aiming much higher than that but that's a good first step for us within a year i think for a new show and this is one that i think because we're moving out of just content i mean this show actually the numbers game we're hoping we will could achieve that but this is much more wide-ranging isn't it so we're kind of looking at a topic which could uh, interest, you know, massive amounts of people as opposed to just a niche working area, or whatever. Um, now, how? I mean, how long had that idea been bumping around in your head before you? Because you've been talking about us sort of that kind of podcast for a long time, I think.
1: Yeah, it was. Uh, it was a couple of weeks before I told you about it, and coincidentally, my wife and I we went down to. She got me for my birthday. Uh, a ticket to the Kielder Observatory down yeah. in Northumberland, the yeah. most rural yeah. place in England, um, <laughs> the darkest place, I guess. Uh, and it was really cloudy, and we didn't actually see anything. But uh, they put they prepare for that as Britain, yeah. so they've got um, great speakers there. Uh, all sorts of things. I'm probably one of the few people on Earth to have held a bit of Mars and a bit of (laughs) the Moon at the same time. Oh, cool. Uh, (laughs) They were passing them about and they both came to me at once. They were like, here's here's Mars, here's the Moon, (laughs) uh, which pleased me. Um, Yeah, yeah, that's cool. So so I guess that uh, we experience further reinforced in my mind that I would really like to do this. Yeah. It's, it's a subject I never tire of. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. The universe is infinite, there's yeah. infinite possibilities out there. So yeah. um <laughs> so yeah, how, so getting to this week then, how in the last week you've started to contact people
0: for interviews. We'll go into the format as well because I think the format's a really interesting thing to cover because it's something that I think yeah, makes it quite unique but ties together a bunch of our kind of disparate skills. But um we are doing some interviews on, it, aren't we?
1: Yeah, that's right. And when you You know, I needed experts that um, could tell me vastly more info than than I have or could just find on Wikipedia or whatever. (laughs) So you're straight away, you're looking at um, local science centres and things like that, Um, looking for bloggers, uh, you know, all all great people to to speak to. But uh, I got a wee bit frustrated. I was impatient, you know, you want replies straight away and no replies were coming in. And I, I'm saying to Colin, you know, I, I'm a wee bit frustrated, sort of thing. So I said, <laughs> why don't I just get in touch with NASA, uh, half jokingly? And then we're sort of saying to each other, like, well, why not? I mean, yeah. surely lots of people get in touch with NASA. So uh, went on their their website, and sure enough, they've got a they've got a media guy. Mm-hmm. Uh, emailed him again, you know, didn't. Really expect to hear anything back, but he got back to me the very next day and said, uh, "Could I see a treatment for your show?" Yeah. Um, Now a treatment uh, for those who don't know, it's 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 like your pitch, Um, and it's something that we did a lot uh, when I was in college and university studying sound and radio. So it's basically like it's like you would do when you're starting a podcast: identifying your target audience, Mm -hmm. you know, where it's going to be played, how it's going to be played, all these sort of details. so that was actually a really positive exercise was to go away and and create a treatment mm-hmm. even in the knowledge that you know if nothing more comes of it with NASA I've still gone through that exercise and it's it's sort of reinforced all the ideas in my head yeah, about this yeah, show yeah
0: yeah, we also talk about the fact that planning is something that people often miss, but it's uh, mm. even if it's just reiterating what you think you know, yeah. it's, it's strengthening what you think you know and it's just like refining it a wee bit, a wee bit. Yeah. A bit time, yeah. I
1: mean, it, it can feel unnecessary and over the top yeah. if nobody's yeah. asked for it. Yeah. But um, yeah, that, that did this treatment helps. Yeah. and uh, sent it back to the guy at NASA and. I think it was the next day I woke up and um, I I don't check my emails in the morning before I come to work. But this morning I was like, uh, (laughs) I I just want to see if they've replied. And uh, there there had been an email from him at like 10 at night at our time saying uh, we've put this forward for review. And then a few hours later he got back and he was like, yeah, we're in, we're happy to chat to you. And I was like, I can't believe that uh, all so the all
0: these local folk that are like n- nobody's, uh, Well, that's not fair. I hope they are not listening. Uh, but yeah, they're taking weeks <laughs> to yeah. get back to you, or not replying at all. And then NASA, two emails in two days.
1: Yeah, I know. So um, <laughs> I yeah, suppose that's uh, why they got to the moon, isn't it? They get, uh, they get stuff done. The shock horror. They are a well-organized uh, organization. <laughs> so um, yeah. And the good thing about, uh, I guess, you know, the lesson is if you're looking for, um, if you're looking for interviewees for a show and and you go in at the top, uh, you've got the ability then to go to other people. Not only that, I now have this treatment Mm -hmm. in place, uh, which I could just send to people. So like you said to me, uh, it makes sure your email, your first email, it's not very intimidating. It's just a couple of sentences. Yeah. Whereas if you... If, if this unsolicited email turns up and it just screeds the text, yeah, people yeah. that's maybe why people don't reply yeah, yeah. quickly because they've... Too much uh, to read. But, um, <laughs> yeah, I could go to people now and say, look, I'm doing this and uh, NASA are involved. And when you yeah. say that, very few people are going to say, I've no time for this. Sudden credibility, so. yeah, absolutely.
0: Yeah, it's really good. So, yeah, the, the format, you're going to interview... Um, a couple of local people who are actually, I was only joking earlier, they are really good. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, some really good local people. Um, and not so local, are there are others in the UK as well. It's just two up this way.
1: We're talking to a couple of people just now, um, somebody from the observatory that I, I talked about. Yeah, yeah. Um, as it happens, So that he is was, down south? Yeah. yeah, yeah. Um, it's just over the border, but yeah. he he was at St Andrews, yeah. uh, which is close to us, mm-hmm. uh, which led me to to approach the university at St Andrews as yeah. well. It's, it's so close to here; they've got a astronomy uh, department yeah. and society, yeah. so they're currently uh, reviewing the pitch. So I yeah. haven't heard yeah. they they might still turn around and say no, but Aye. you know. <laughs> um,
0: but anyway, yeah. So we've got we've got a few interviewees, but I think the format is interesting because it ties together. Like we can we can create good documentary factual uh, educational podcasts, but there's loads of them out there, isn't there? Whereas there's one unique there's there's another unique angle that we could take that combines your other skill, which is audio drama, of course. Yeah. So, the- what tell me what you're thinking about that? And I, th- I think it's just a really interesting way that we're combining two quite disparate skills to make something suddenly quite unique that could be just run of the mill otherwise.
1: I created a an audio drama set on titan yeah uh, a couple of years ago and so that that is probably my finest like single piece Mm -hmm. Uh, and it gets a lot of feedback to this day and people say you know i close my eyes and i feel like i'm there and it's it's just so visual the Mm -hmm. the the soundscape which was what i was trying to achieve Mm -hmm. so it's like you say there's a lot of great uh, informative documentaries out there but we're working on audio let's try and make the listener feel like they're there, yeah. and when we talk about these places, what can we do with the soundscape, with the music, with yeah, the sound yeah. effects to to make them imagine that they're there? So mm-hmm. it, we're talking about combining um, semi-scripted fictional elements mm-hmm. as if we're taking them on a journey to this place, and then we'll bring in the expert interviews to to fill in the gaps. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, but you know, have a bit of fun with it as well, and manage to script it so that it's. Um, it's not an audio drama, but there'll, there'll be audio drama yeah. elements in there. Yeah, totally. Um, so you're getting this sort of best of both worlds. Yeah. Um, a lot of people still don't listen to fiction for yeah. some reason. They just, uh, they're not interested in yeah, it. But yeah. maybe combining the two here will win win us over listeners from both camps Aye. that maybe don't usually cross over. Yeah, so, totally.
0: I, th- yeah. I think it'll make for a more, it'll make a really interesting show because it'll be educational, we'll be teaching people all about Titan, but there'll be the entertaining, the kind of the fun storytelling bits, which are the, the astronauts, or however we end up going with it, say it's astronauts actually exploring the place, like you're... Kraken uh, Mare sure was and just tying that in I think it could be really cool um, but yeah it's just I think it's, it's something that a lot of people um, forget is that you can tie together really disparate areas of skills to make something quite unique overall so yeah yeah cool. okay I think that ties us up for the story for this week but that's cool I think that's um, it's something we're going to be working on a lot over the next a uh, few months hopefully getting out well i don't know we've not set any kind of time skills yet but yeah definitely we'll update you in the next few months about how that's getting on um and uh, yeah we'll see hopefully see the progress of a, a brand new show that's going to hit ten thousand listeners and above
1: yeah maybe getting you <laughs> noteworthy indeed oh <laughs> that would be good
0: <laughs> joking by the way okay yeah on to the next section all righty time for another stats update Another bit of um, giving away all of uh, the numbers behind our business and this time around it's email. So this week we're reporting back on our progress with uh, our email marketing. Again, uh, if you haven't listened to the show before, every week we check in on a certain type of stat, a certain uh, key performance indicator or KPI as uh, as the acronym goes, which um, tells us how the business is doing really, uh, and it's kind of it's for a couple of reasons to to give you some benchmarks to see how you're doing in the world, whether you're beating us by miles or whether you're a wee bit behind, um, and also to give us a bit of accountability in improving these things, and it ties into the experiments as well, because obviously we're doing a lot of experiments as part of what this shows about and improving our data too. So um, email for the last month a fair bit to report actually. We talked on a couple of shows ago about changing to um, or changing away from Sumomi, possibly because of all the issues that I had with their update and I found one called Bloom which is with our Elegant Themes subscription so I changed over to that. It's not the best in the world I have to admit. Um, it's good, it does the job but it doesn't have quite as many options, not quite as flexible but it is it is quite good as a starter. It's definitely, I mean Sumo is not cheap, $20 a month whereas Bloom you get free for a with all the themes that come with um, elegant themes. So if you subscribe to it already, like we do, because we use Divi, we use extra those themes, then it's a pretty good deal. But anyway, um, saying that, saying the fact that I don't think the options are as good, uh, the opt-ins have been massively increased. So we got 33 people on the email list yesterday.
1: There you go, <laughs> oh, that's a decent Which is way more than number. normal.
0: Um in the last week, since changing, we're up to sixteen a day onto the mailing list. So sixteen people per day, on average, every day, of around two thousand to two thousand five hundred sessions per day. Um, so that's how many people we're getting to. two thousand to two and a half two, thousand people, or sessions, I should say, per day, and of them, we're getting about fifteen to no sixteen average turning into email subscribers. So that's us up to three thousand seven hundred and forty subscribers right now. Um, before that, so just to give you an idea before we change to Bloom, we we're on probably just under 10, so 9 or 10 on average on the few months before that. So per day, uh, that was at around 2000 level as well. So it was about 2000, 2100 per day in terms of sessions, and that would get us about 10 subscribers per day. Uh, now, to give you an idea on the emails themselves, so our broadcasts, they're doing pretty well these days, actually. I've got the, We've got the podcast pointers newsletter that goes out every week. Um, And I've done pretty well with that, actually. We've got it out every week apart from three. So over 12 weeks, we've missed three, so a a quarter. Actually, that's not that good, is it? (laughs) (laughs) It was when I was in social media marketing world. I was in San Diego for two weeks. Uh, So I missed a couple of weeks, I have to admit. But um, they're doing pretty well. Uh, In March, they got 31% open rate, uh, which is okay. Uh, Click rate, uh, 3.2%. Uh, and that's definitely climbing. The click rates have been climbing steadily over the last few months, which is quite cool. I think that just shows that when you're starting to get stuff out really regularly, people get used to clicking on it, get used to taking action on it. So uh, it's pretty encouraging. Uh, that's 171 clicks in total. So decent number of clicks through. That's like, yeah, what, close to 200 clicks off 3,600 or so subscribers around that time. And we're getting an average of about 15 people unsubscribing on every email as well. So that's the first update in email. So obviously for next month when I report back on our email progress, we'll be talking about some experiments we've done, how it's changed since then and why we think it has. So give you an idea of what you can maybe do to improve your own email opt-in rates. Um, but yeah, pretty, pretty pleased with that. Subscriptions are up. Engagement's up. Um, yeah, so... We'll keep trying to keep that up a little bit. Get you more involved in the emails as well. I need to get you writing a couple of them so you can do some of the newsletters, get your voice into them too. I'll
1: pull the numbers in. Indeed, uh, indeed. <laughs> Bloom, is that, uh, is that Orlando's new startup? Has oh, he yeah. got into entrepreneurism? Uh, he's joined,
0: it, joined elegant themes, given that he's so, <laughs> he's so damned elegant in, uh, as, a, as a, an elf. In yeah, Lord of the Rings, a wood yeah. elf. Yeah, I think indeed. he was. Very elegant. <laughs> All right, that's enough for the data this week. That's the update for March 2017. So, what about the lessons this week, Matthew? What have we got from the story? We've got a couple of things, I think, haven't we?
1: Yeah, always email NASA, regardless of your <laughs> issue, regardless of what you're looking for. Um, they just get back to you so damn quick. That yeah,
0: it's worth worth emailing emailing them about anything.
1: <laughs> yeah, I'm just asking them all sorts of life advice. But that's um, no, it's a funny one, I suppose. Uh, th- Because on one hand, you say to people, like, if you're just starting a podcast, especially if you're new to it, don't just, like, interview your heroes as your first three episodes. So I would say, uh, not blow more on trumpet or that, but if you're an experienced enough podcaster that you know... And I'm tempting the, the the gods with fate here uh, <laughs> that you could actually go and record the interview and not make yeah. a mess of it. Yes. So that's going to happen now. Yeah. But um, then, yeah, if you're starting a new show, definitely do like yeah. aim quite high with. Yeah, yeah. Um,
0: so what the principle there is that if you're yeah if you're starting a new interview show, a lot of people will claim that you shouldn't go in at the top. You shouldn't start off with really good people because. And the first 10 episodes of you interviewing somebody, of you interviewing people, your skills aren't going to be up there, are they? You're not going to get the best from them. You should be practicing learning your trade before you get the top people. But then you've got the chicken and the egg scenario whereby, you know, getting the big people in early can grow your numbers, can, um, you know, get a lot of visibility, basically. Get some really good content. So, but yeah, so you would say... If you are brand new, maybe don't email NASA. Yeah, I <laughs> or start have. start off. Uh, yeah, so you're going on your you're already an experienced interviewer.
1: Yeah, like I should be fine.
0: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you will be fine. You yeah. will be fine. But yeah, I mean, it's it's around the fact that even at this stage, we could have said, right, we're not going to. Why would we email NASA? They're a huge corporate. They're a huge organisation. Um, like, why would they get back to us? Why would they be interested in contributing to our show? But turns out.
1: Turns out they were. I, I think that's a great euphemism as well. Email NASA. It could mean anything but literally email NASA.
0: Um. So, yeah, it's worth worth aiming high. Have some backups, obviously, because it's not going to turn out so well every single time. But, uh, yeah, definitely try, try and aim high um, with at least one or two of your options in the early days, as long as you know you can deliver on it. <laughs> um, I think there was another lesson in there as well, which I think is around... Skills, so like i think you could create a really good informational documentary type podcast around titan so you could create a good show around that with your interviewing skills with your production skills storytelling skills all that kind of stuff yeah
1: yeah i'd hope so <laughs> <laughs> you could
0: also create a really good audio drama in fact you have created a really good audio drama based on this yeah uh, was it was it is cracking on titan yeah, It, it is. is, yeah. So okay. So you have done both. We've so already of those. been there. <laughs> yeah. uh uh-huh. But both of those aren't hugely unique, are they? Because there's there's there are documentaries out there on space that would be a similar type of format. There are audio dramas out there, probably not a bit crack and mayor, but there was audio dramas out there in a sci-fi vein, yeah. aren't they? Yeah. So it's kind of hard to get a unique element to them. But combine two skills which are very different. Um, you've got factual making factual um, audio production and you've got writing a story and creating a a, a fiction uh, piece of you know writing or audio whatever it is they're two very different skills but you can combine them because you have both so I think there's a lot of people out there will have areas of their life which they think are completely unrelated that they can combine to create something really unique create something really great Um, and I, I mean thinking about this in my own life I've got a bunch of stuff I've got We've got, obviously, the podcasting side of things. um, But then I've got a big background in education as well. And I think that's one of the things that makes our courses, or I try and help it make our courses stand out at the podcast host, because I've got a huge background in research and all that kind of stuff and how to make great courses. So combining those two things. um, And, I mean, even with the, the mountain biking podcast that we run, we barely try that. I barely try promoting that. barely try doing anything particular with that. But... Because I really like, that's one of my big passions. But I also happen to do podcasting for a job. Our mountain, The mountain biking podcast that we run, Mountain Bikes Apart, actually does really well without trying at all because it's a cut above the rest just because of the skills brought into a different area. I suppose that makes sense.
1: So what you're saying is bring in the Venn... Is it the Venn diagram? Is that what <laughs> you yeah, call them? Yeah, that's the way. Yeah, yeah. Do, do a Venn yeah. diagram. Yes. Here's, here's my two completely unrelated skills. Yeah. Here's the wee bit in the middle. Yeah. What could possibly happen? And you might you what might could come we, up with something. Yeah, exactly. Um,
0: <laughs> they say that that's the definition of creativity. Actually, in some places, I've read a book about that, um, where you can where you are able to combine. Completely disparate ideas, completely disparate, you know, niches, sectors, industries, bring an idea from one industry into another industry. And that's you suddenly being creative, even though you're just copying. You're copying something to do in a different industry, bringing it to Mm. yours. But it's creative because you're having to think a little bit different about how it can apply to your own. So, yeah, worthwhile thinking about that. See if there's two different things in your life that you can bring together, create something really unique that can have a, a really unique selling point that brings on an audience to you. So that's our lessons for this week. Hope they are useful. We'll try and get some more from the next story next week. Well, this week we are on to a new experiment because last time around we finished up on the email opt-ins work that we'd been working on for the first five weeks. Yeah, first five weeks of the numbers game. Um, I hope you found that useful. I hope it was interesting. I'm really looking forward to getting some feedback from people on this experiment type format, see if it's if it's actually something that you follow along with or whether it's just something that, uh, you know, follow along with as an actually taking action and doing the same thing with us, using the actions that we'll give you. I'm going to give you actions again, homework again at the end of this episode. So I'm curious to know whether you're actually doing them or whether it's just something interesting to listen along with, with the thought that you might do in future or anything like that. So do get in touch. Um, let me know. You can tweet me at the podcast host. You can tweet Matthew at Podhost Matthew? Podhost oh, that right? Matthew, that's the Pod one. Logged in
1: the other day. I had 75 notifications. Nice. Um,
0: <laughs> so. Cool. Did you actually reply to any of them? Or are you yeah, being into social? I think I did. I thought, okay, maybe fair not, enough. But <laughs> <laughs> uh, or you can email in. I'd love to get some emails as well at info at uh, Let us know what you think of this. So on to a new experiment now. Let's try and run a, something new. And it, it's vaguely... Related And this came out because uh, I was um, having a wee interaction with a, a guy I'd um, follow, uh, really look up to on Twitter called Paul Boag. So he runs a creative, well, he used to run a creative agency and now runs uh, his own little business whereby he does UX, UI um, He basically teaches people how to create great websites and make sure that they cater to the users that you have. And one of his questions was around pop-ups. So it was around whether pop-ups ruin the user experience for people. And it's a controversial one, isn't it? A lot of people think that pop-ups are the, the spawn of the devil, you don't want things like that popping up and annoying your users. And I got back to him and asked whether he knows of any concrete data around this, whether you know, there's any research out there that shows actually that pop-ups do send people away. They stop people looking at the rest of your site. Because I'm skeptical. I'm not sure. I've a pop-up has never really bothered me. I always just go oh, click the close button and keep reading. It doesn't affect my experience for a website. What about you?
1: One pop-up is fine. Yeah. If they put any more up than that. Oh yeah. Um, especially. Uh, I was on a site this morning, it's like um, one of these sites, it's like the top 20 something, but they make you scroll through it instead yeah. of just it. Oh, really. And with each one, it's like a new pop-up. And yeah. and no, pop-ups on phones as well could be quite invasive yes. and yeah. hard to close.
0: But. Yeah, so a couple of good points there. Uh, for a start, mobile, you can get penalised by Google for having pop-ups on mobiles these days. So definitely don't want to have a pop-up on the mobile version of your site. So yeah, But you can turn them off with most pop-up creation like sumo Me that we've been talking about uh, in fact bloom the new one we're using just now both of them allow you to say no pop-ups on mobile um, and yeah it has to be a pop-up which says one thing if the person wants rid of it it does not appear again doesn't it it's, yeah yeah so yeah absolutely i mean there, there's good pop-ups and bad pop-ups <laughs> or there's Bad pop-ups and even worse pop-ups for some people. But anyway, I wanted to test this because we can test this. We we get like two thousand people uh, on our site every single day. So if we run a test over the next month around this, we can get a load of impressions. We can test the engagement metrics, and we can see whether pop-ups actually engage it. So here's what we're going to do. What we're going to do is we're going to run for two weeks with the normal pop-ups having them appear at a certain time, try and keep it pretty regular uh, so it's quite testable. And then for the next two weeks, we're going to run with no pop-ups at all on the site. And I'm going to compare those two two two-week intervals, so those two fortnights. And I'm going to measure this of a few good engagement metrics on Google Analytics. And this is stuff you should be looking at anyway, these engagement metrics, but I'm going to use them to try and test whether pop-ups affect how people engage with your site. So the hypothesis is that if you add a pop-up to a site, people are less engaged because they go, ah, pop-up, I hate this site. I'm either going to leave straight away or it just gives you a negative impression of the site. So that's what we're going to test. That's the hypothesis. So the engagement metrics we're going to look at are pages per session. So that's how many pages, you know, each visit to the site generates. So a person visits your site, how many pages are they going to look at? Is it just one or are they going to click through to one or more? Average right now on our site is point four four uh we're also going to look at time per session so that's how long somebody so even if they only look at one page how long do they spend on the site if they look at three pages are they spending ages on those pages or are they actually just flicking through really quickly and then disappearing within 30 seconds right now that's an average of 1.41 on our site now just to give you a qualifier again we're giving away our stats benchmark for you testing for us our pages per session, time per session, bounce rate, I'm going to come on to bounce rate, are actually quite low compared to industry standards because our site is magazine style and a big part of our um, income comes from affiliate income. So actually a lot of people come, they read a best of article or a roundup article and then they disappear because they go and buy what they've been recommended. So they only need one article to answer their question. So actually in our case, Uh, our engagement metrics are lower than normal because one of our aims is to get people to leave our site so that we get a commission on their purchase with Amazon or with anyone else. So that's why they're probably a bit lower. And it's hard to find averages actually on these things. Uh, There's not a lot out there. One, maybe an SEO gap here for somebody that wants to write a best page per session or average page per session or a good time per session, whatever it is. But The best I could find was an industry view of maybe two pages per session is good to aim for, uh, a 50% bounce rate and two to three minutes per session time-wise. So that's what we're going to look at. We're going to look at bounce rate as well. So bounce rate is currently 75% on our site. And again, that's on the low end, but probably because of the the nature of our site, really. Um, now, page depth an interesting one. We're going to look at page depth as well. That is how many people fall into certain page views. And we've got 80% of our viewers look at only one page on the site. So that seems quite low. 11% look at two and the last uh, 9% will look at more than that. So we'll compare that back as well. So they're the engagement metrics we're going to look at. Like I said, I'm going to run it for two weeks with pop-ups, two weeks without, and we'll compare the stats between. Uh, so I'll report back on that once we finish the experiment i think this is gonna be interesting it'll give me some data i'm hopefully going to publish something around this because there's nothing really exists out there give other people an idea of really how pop-ups affect the engagement on their site and we'll see whether we should be changing it or whether we shouldn't be running pop-ups at all because i they get they definitely get us a lot more opt-ins so it's worthwhile doing it but possibly it's not worthwhile if the engagement metrics drop by a huge amount
1: one final thought on pop-ups mm-hmm. uh I, I just had a thought there i don't mind so much if it's the website's own pop-up that's yeah. relevant to their content mm-hmm. it's when like you get the uh, new ford fiesta like popping up and you're yeah. like I, i'm not in the market for a car <laughs> so I'm totally um, irrelevant yeah. so yeah there's that as well to consider like yeah. is yeah. it just a blatant advert or is yeah. it actually like something that might be useful yes
0: to, you? to the user. yeah i mean the adverts pop-ups whatever it is you're promoting they need to be relevant to the to the users don't they for a good user experience okay we'll report back in in the next few weeks Well, homework time again Do you want your homework for this week?
1: Yeah, give me my homework What you got to do This is what <laughs> you've
0: got to do So for this week's numbers game Homework, your tasks, your actions Related to the lessons Sorry, not related to the lessons Related to the experiment That we're starting up this time around uh, so go back to the experiment section to check out that lot. But this is what you're going to do based on it. Get your Google Analytics out. We're going to start delving into Google Analytics a bit more. Um, and I want you to start delving into how you can use those engagement metrics we talked about to improve your site. So those engagement metrics we're looking at during our current experiment around pop ups versus no pop ups are bounce rate, pages per session, time per session. And you can look at those uh, that page depth as well, which is a really interesting one. So have a look at them Compare them to our stats Again I'll just repeat that If you're watching the video You won't have heard them so far Our stats are 1.44 pages per session 1 minute 41 time per session And our bounce rate is 75 And again it explained that you know One of our aims is affiliate income And therefore one of our aims Is to get people off our site So our stats are actually On the low end of, the site of uh, things But still you can have them as a, a benchmark So your task for this week is to one thing to improve those metrics so one thing that you can think of to make somebody just stay on your site a little bit longer to view one more page to uh to just not leave something that will entice them into doing something else on your website after they see that first thing so they land on a page they land on something they found through search or they've just come to visit you for you know they know your url they know your brand you're going to give them so that they're doing more than just one or two things and stay on your site as long as you can. All of that obviously builds engagement with those people. They're more likely to read more stuff, more page views, um, and that can achieve all sorts of aims from getting them onto your email opt-in list or uh, maybe it's buying a product. So for example, one thing you can do, find your most popular article on the website. Find the article on your website that gets the most traffic and do one thing to improve that and what you could do for example uh is put a few links in there deliberately put a few links in there into that article that the link to other pages other places on your website so um For example, we write about all sorts of equipment. So we write about mixers. We've got a best mixers roundup. So we could put in there, um, well, if we're one of the aspects of mixers is what kind of microphones it can take. So if we can take XLR, then we can say, oh, we'll go and have a look at our XLR cables article. Uh, Or if it can take, uh, it can give phantom power to a condenser mic, we can go, oh, well, you can find out what a condenser mic is. Click this link. So make sure you're putting some links in there that try and draw people through to other articles. And I'm not talking about just a, you know, a related articles link at the bottom or a next article, previous article. Something that's really related that's going to give them extra value based on what they've found. So they've been searching for best mixers. Give them something that leads on to that and gives them more value. I would say put in three links at least and at least one in the last paragraph. So when they've finished the article, they've got a really clear next step to take. So go away and try that this week. To find that most popular article, just in case you don't know, pop into your Google Analytics, click the behavior section, then cite content and then all pages. And that will give you a list of the most popular pages on your website. For extra credit, take the first top three pages uh and uh, and add links to all of them it doesn't take too long to just figure out a few wee bit of cross-linking we've been doing this a fair bit with um our content refresh project haven't we going back to all of our old articles and just sort of um trying to interlink them a bit more
1: yeah yeah just keeping uh, keeping it relevant for people yeah. as they um, go through and read
0: yeah them. totally because i mean you you've got loads of old articles that might be really relevant to link through to newer articles that weren't written at the time eh? so there's lots of things you can do to add lots of engagement try and keep people on your site for longer so that's your task for this week try and increase your engagement metrics and at least set a baseline by going and having a look at them right now that ties it up for another week
1: yeah it's it's lunchtime lunchtime uh, i know
0: <laughs> i'll get to go and have uh, have something to eat now i, I haven't I'll... heard your stomach grumble yet it's good
1: no no it's not been <laughs> too bad i think i'll take a walk around dundee yeah the sun's out and I'll, uh, you, there's always some interesting sights out Aye. in the streets of dundee yeah. so yeah uh, well, maybe uh, I'll see that guy who was arguing with the Desperate Dan statue <laughs> <laughs> the other week uh, he had no shirt on and he was arguing with Desperate Dan yeah. Desperate Dan very stoic of course yes. he's a statue he's yes. not, um, responding yeah yeah uh, so
0: if you're out there and you don't have a clue what we're talking about but Desperate Dan uh, Dundee is a, a famous comic book city uh, what's it a DC Thompson aren't they yeah they're that's uh, right the Beano and the Dandy yeah Beano and the Dandy are two classic uh, Scottish comics I think they, you get them all over the UK don't you but I, I doubt you Get the Pino in the US, a bit. Um, yeah, I bet. <laughs> yeah, I'm not sure it translates. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, so there's statues in the centre of town. One desperate Dan, who's a, a big, massive guy. Desperate Dan's famous for big, having a huge, big chin. Big cowboy. And eating cow. Big oh, he is. Cowboy, is it like an American yeah. guy though, isn't he? He's a cowboy. Yeah. Yeah. He's an cow American pies. Londonian. Yeah. <laughs> With,
1: uh, yeah, he's got a big statue down there, I think. Yeah, yeah. We've got Dennis down there somewhere, or maybe it's... Dennis yeah, the Menace. Probably one. There's
0: Beryl the Peril with her, uh, what do you call it, capel. Yeah. Yeah.
1: The, those old comics, Notorious Bullying happened, and I, know, I was terrible. laughing the other week when my dad, remember? It was a bit before my time, but Bully Beef and Chips. Oh, yeah. And uh, it was like a half brick off this guy's <laughs> face and teeth everywhere, and it really? was like, ho, 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 let's scamper. like... <laughs> I don't know if you could Laugh at that No <laughs> But no. Um, the Beano is the same Dennis yeah. He wasn't a great boy Oh he's I a, think he's, he's an horse. down a bit now but, um, He hasn't Do you know it's got no. worse
0: I, we, I bought a, a Beano for Alistair um, My son When was that A few weeks back a couple of months back even And I was reading it And I used to you, we, you Read the being on your right The bullying was bad back then It was um, him and Walter the Softy. Walter the Softy. Called him yeah. Walter the Softy, And they were just he's mena- Dennis the Menace Because he menaces this poor kid um, And he's the cool one But Dennis is the cool one Being the bully yeah, Nowadays yeah. it's even worse actually They're like Yeah it's actually really mean And quite It's got a bit psychological bully It used to, it used to be <laughs> It was just the half brick Like you're talking yeah, yeah. about Or just You know whack him with his uh, With a ball or something like that
1: Now it's I mean, the Facebook message you yeah, in the morning yeah. like you better watch tomorrow
0: <laughs> not quite as bad yeah maybe not well yeah it was It was bad I, I was like I'm not buying this again there's no way it's just encouraging like awful behaviour being nasty to people he's
1: got out of hand he was always yeah. out of hand just a yeah. different way yeah So there's your uh, comic book news for this Indeed, indeed.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Okay, well, thanks for spending time with us on the numbers game. As usual, you can find the show notes at numbersgame.me forward slash 006. 006 referring to the episode, of course. So you can find any of our episodes at the number of the episode, so 004, 005, and so on. Um, We'd also like to get some feedback from you. Uh, ask us any questions that you want to include in further numbers, games. We want to get some more listener questions uh, into further episodes, into future episodes. So let us know what you want to know around growing an audience, around running a business, around doing content, any of the things that we've been talking about so far. Tweet to me at the podcast host or Matthew at
1: pod host Matthew
0: pod host Matthew and you can send us an email as well if it's something bigger some feedback you want to send in even an audio comment we'd love to get some audio comments actually either feedback or questions as well we could play them uh, on the show so send them into to info at and of course iTunes reviews If you could Obviously it's early days still uh, We're still trying to get The visibility up for this show It really helps us get out more If you can review us on iTunes Or wait a minute No we've been told Apple Podcasts now Apple haven't Apple
1: Podcasts Thanks to Paul by the way He gave us a nice uh, Five star review Oh
0: brilliant Good so, stuff Thank you very much Paul Thank you your Paul. first Really? Uh,
1: as far as I know I think that was the UK store Yeah 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 oh yes to, could be some US ones we haven't checked to yet. see what the Americans are up to what are Indeed. they saying about us <laughs> maybe nothing
0: well thanks for that Paul really appreciate it anyone else if you could spare just a couple of minutes pop onto iTunes or Apple Podcasts whatever the heck you want to call it and leave us a rating and a review it helps a bunch okay that'll do it for this week thanks again Matthew thank you enjoy the rest of your week too not that i'm not going to see you in 10 minutes (laughs) i'm not sure why i'm doing that (laughs) (laughs) thank you and enjoy your week out there in listener land and we'll talk to you next time